the the whole testament reading from Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. And he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, and refine them like gold and silver. And they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord, as in the days of old, and as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired worker in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, against those who thrust aside the sojourner and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I shall return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel proclamation today comes from the prophecy of Malachi and serves as the basis of our theme for the second Sunday in Advent, He Prepared the Way. Over the years, you may have heard that I am quite the Marvel Comics fan. So much so that it has been our family tradition to go see the latest Marvel movies together. At Christmas, when service was over at church, we would go out as a family and have our Christmas dinner at whatever restaurant was open that day and go see the latest Marvel movie that was typically released about that time. I'll never forget the conversations at Olive Garden as we discussed the characters, what we thought their motivations were, what was accomplished by their efforts, and what we learned about our Marvel universe. The waitress just thought it was the coolest thing ever that a family was having this kind of discussion over dinner. For us, it was just normal. Our readings today almost immediately make me think of one of the Marvel characters in particular, the Silver Surfer. Now, I know that you might not be as familiar with the Marvel comic universe as my family is, so let me fill you in on this particular character. The Silver Surfer was basically a slave to the ultimate power, Galactus, who devoured whole worlds to feed his energy needs. He used to be a nobleman on his planet that Galactus threatened to devour, but he promised to find Galactic other uninhabited worlds for him to devour if he would just spare his home world. So he sacrificed his life to serve Galactus as one of the noblest and most tormented cosmic entities in the universe, the Silver Surfer, treasuring freedom above all else, but often sacrificed his liberty for the greater good. Eventually, he would turn on Galactus to save the Earth and join its heroes in a variety of ways. Now, what marked me about the Silver Surfer was how he prepared the way for Galactus and served as his messenger. That's kind of like what Malachi is talking about today. God's messenger that is clearing the way for God to come and make his dwelling 
with the people of God. And three times in Malachi's prophecy, he acknowledges the unique character of God that is distinct, different, and unusual to all the other normal ways God is traditionally described. In Scripture, God is often Lord, Adonai, or Lord Yahweh, but Malachi says something that leaps at out at you, as distinct and different as can be in the hearing of God's people. The messenger is clearing the way for Yahweh, the Lord of hosts. This is significant, for it can only mean one thing. This is a God like no other God conceived in the minds of people who do not know the true God. This description emphasizes our God coming with mercy underlining his judgment. Now, this is hard to take in the ancient world that Malachi prophesied in. The Persian Empire ruled the world, and their gods mark a striking resemblance to our cultural ideals today in the Western world. One stood for all that was ennobling and righteous, encouraged people to be the best versions of themselves. Another led the legions of dark spirits known as devas. His sole purpose was to disrupt and order and destroy whatever was beautiful. Still another was the god of the rising sun, contracts, covenants, and friendships, and was responsible for orderly change of seasons and cosmic order, an agent of enlightenment. And the final one, was responsible for life on earth through the flourishing of crops and was associated with the divine grace legitimizing kingship. But nowhere in the pantheon of their most popular gods was there a mention of redemption, let alone forgiveness, let alone even mercy. So this is the context that Malachi proclaims a messenger is coming to prepare for the God who is completely different than the gods the people of the Persian Empire knew, which is included in Judah and Israel at the time. And it's our context, too. For how many self-help programs are out there for body, mind, and spirit that encourages people to be the best versions of themselves? How many community organizers in our world are out there bent on utter destruction of the institutions and organizations that made our civilization great and only want chaos to replace it? Who have you met that lived their life with the idea that contracts, covenants, friendships, and enlightenment will solve all your problems as long as you do them right? And even how many religions today, including some Christians, Believe that prosperity means God is with you more than others. The old might makes right argument at virtually every conceivable level. The ancient false gods have not died. They have simply been reborn in the vernacular of today's prosperity and anarchy culture. And the true messenger comes in this context to prepare the way through the season of Advent for the one true God of mercy underlying his righteous judgment for the world. The merciful one is coming in force for his people to refine some, to judge others for the purpose of mercy and redemption for the world and all who believe in him. 
You know, Jesus said, I came not only to bring peace, but a sword. And I think we can all agree the world needs a little more peace. And I have to admit it, I have really started to get nostalgic for the past when things seemed much more peaceful. And I guess when I mean peace, I mean that brief time in my youth after Vietnam and before Desert Storm. It just seemed to be a generally more peaceful time. I mean, in those days, I remember Christian artists were extremely popular. We're even making videos that we can see on music television programs. But what was different about the Christian artists was the budget for their productions. As popular and talented as they were, they just didn't have the money that Michael Jackson, Motley Crue, and Madonna had to make videos at the time. So they would frequently film at local high schools and invite kids from the community to participate as the backdrop instead of paid professional stand-ins, just like the country artist Michael Ray did in downtown Eustis a few years back. That was considered so endearing, but the Christian stars were doing that exact thing almost 40 years ago in the mid-80s. Well, one day after school, my best friend came running up to me and after school and band rehearsal, and said, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I replied, When? Well, I was hoping you were free Friday night, and your car, too. So I responded, Yeah, I think I can swing it, but what's going on? So he continued, Well, I got us free tickets to Steven Taylor's video shoot, Meltdown at Madame Tussauds, at a Colorado Springs high school amphitheater. I screamed, yeah, let's go. And it was a blast. Even though you can't see us with the low video resolution, we were right there in the front row, dancing our proverbial derrieres off for the crowd footage that he shot. What was really cool it's how they whipped us up for the show so we would have smiles on our faces but behave like good little Christian boys and girls for the video, too. Calvin was a Christian youth leader from Denver that we all knew really well and was really funny to boot. And he met us at the door and laid down the rules for us. First of all, I'm going to make sure that you all understand what we're doing here and how to participate properly so the evening can be fun for all. Most obvious of all, there will be no drinking or drugs allowed. <laughs> well, we all laughed at that, being as we were certainly not that kind of crowd. He continued, next, there will be no tonsil hockey. <laughs> and finally, you will all walk in an orderly fashion that meets with your proper upbringing that demonstrates the peace you have that surpasses all understanding. Now, I have to confess the last admonition we ignored completely, bursting through the open doors, running to get our front row seats. But he did his job. We were prepared and we enjoyed the show with no inconveniences, pain or suffering that could otherwise have been attributed to our bad behavior had we not been properly prepared. That was such an amazing time of our lives. We didn't have to worry about insurance or gas prices. It was about 60 cents a gallon in those days. Health insurance, responsibilities, or how our children and grandchildren would get what they needed to survive, let alone thrive in this crazy world. We just sang and danced, and that was enough for the day. 
and we could let tomorrow's worries be enough for tomorrow. My dear brothers and sisters, Malachi comforts us with that truth that gives us that hope today for the eternal days we have to look forward to. For today, we celebrate John the Baptist, prophesied by Malachi, who ushered in the Lord of the universe, who came with the purpose of mercy to save us from the coming judgment of the world. And Jesus earned that distinctive title, giving us mercy by taking our judgment on the cross for all our sins. One day, He will come to take us home. And I have no doubt that all who believe his sacrifice was for us will rejoice like we did at Stephen Taylor's video shoot in the high school theater. We will be clapping our hands, jumping for joy, and singing our praises to Jesus because he prepared the way to the new heavens and the new earth for us, where we can sing and shout forever with him. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.